Yeah. No whisper. No whisper. I thought about it, and then I was, I sort of stopped myself last minute, and then I was disappointed. I didn't do it, and hope no one noticed. You're a consistent butler, mate. No, maybe one day I'll just drop in. Surprise. It'll be a good day. But um, yeah, and the theme is life today. Very deep. Yeah. As always existential. Yeah, we got. That's what we like. Exactly. Kai lost his chess match with the devil and unfortunately died last week. I believe so. Oh, yeah. he, I don't know how he died, but I know you tried to play chess with the devil to come back. And yeah. I played well, chess for my life. Yeah, because he was killed by the dwarves who kidnapped us. That was the one. I knew it was something along the lines. It's been a whirlwind week. Yeah. Nah. But it's it fine because we, we beat up the devil and now Kai is back. So that Tenacious D film. Yeah, exactly. Better, because we did it. Not that I've ever seen it, but... Yeah. It's played by Dave Grohl in that film. Isn't he played by Dave Grohl in the music video as well? Yeah. Shout out Dave Grohl. Shout out Dave Grohl. Here we go. And Chris, you've got a list prepared for us. Yeah, every week I come up with a list. It's always like the uncut gems moment where I just clench and hope you don't say anything too offensive on your list. <laughs> it's cancelled. Um, no, today is actually tame. Just going through the list and there's nothing that's going to make anyone cry. You said that about your movie sequel yeah. list, to be fair. And we're yeah, still... this time I actually mean it. This is all right. normal-ish. We can do that. So I was thinking about life and how in life everyone has to get a job at some point. So I thought to go through a bunch of jobs that you can hire people to do. So not necessarily jobs you can get yourself, but jobs that you can hire other people to do for you. And at number 10 is a professional mermaid. So if you go to mermaidsinmotion.com, you can hire someone to dress up as a mermaid and swim around at birthday parties and stuff like that. Pretty cool. I'm sure there's some like perverts out there that will use that for disgusting... My first thought, but I didn't want to say it because I was ashamed that that was the first place in my mind. I think it's more for kids' parties and stuff than perverts. Oh, good. So now, yeah must vet who they're thinking they don't want to just turn up at Emma Khan's house and start being a yeah. man well, at uh, whose house <laughs> I don't want to repeat myself no repeat it I said Jerry McCann wow that's libelous <laughs> that well she doesn't have to get a job neither of them do they're minted no, it's true. yeah true profiting off the death of their daughter very classy exactly. Well, we don't know that she's dead yet. It hasn't been confirmed. Oh, mate, she's been gone, that's what, like 15 years? Yeah. Gushing for another day, but... Anyway, so I... num- number nine is a professional whistler. At thewhistler.com, there's a guy called Robert Stemmons who you can hire to whistle. Can you teach yeah. me how to whistle? Because I've always wanted to be able to whistle, no, whistle really well. You put him out of a job. Yeah, true, actually probably doesn't benefit him in any way to teach me. Oh, 
case you it depends. Yeah, I'm sure if you can't whistle now, you're not going to pick it up and suddenly become a professional whistler like him. Yeah. Well, he doesn't know that. Yeah, I might be like Rain Man and just pick it up really easily because I'm Rain Man. <laughs> Maybe. I don't think he's going to let you do that anytime soon. Well, fuck him then. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight is an Elvis minister. There's a man in Las Vegas who marries people dressed as Elvis. I tried to find a website, but I couldn't, but I found loads of pictures of it and reviews I, from people saying know. thanks and stuff. So That's yeah, very if, cool. you, if you want to get married by a man dressed as Elvis, just go to Las Vegas, I guess. I think realistically, you'd have to find a partner that was happy to get married by Elvis in the first place, because I imagine most women don't want their wedding well if she doesn't want to get married by Elvis then she's not the one I'm afraid exactly Elvis is a racist anyways that he is no he wasn't yeah he was public enemy said he was so yeah exactly alright number seven number seven is at home headlight treatment there's a website called www.lousecalls.com. They go around to houses treating people with lice problems. That's disgusting. That's the most depressing job I could possibly yeah. think. That shouldn't... If you can't treat lice by yourself, you, you don't deserve to breathe oxygen. It's the simplest thing to get rid of. <laughs> you don't need someone to come and treat it for you. I don't know, maybe they just have like a really out of control infestation that they need someone to come control. If you're that bad, then you're filthy and you need to just sort your life out. That's fine. I imagine most of the audience is predominantly old people or neglecting parents. Yeah. Imagine like six-year-old Sally has to call them because her parents won't do anything about her lice that she caught at school. (laughs) Yeah, and all the kids are, like, kicking shit out of her in the playground. <laughs> well, I don't want to take it to that level. You just imagine <laughs> the six-year-old getting beaten up. You not beat- You've beaten up six-year-olds before. Yeah, but that's my personal life. I'm allowed to beat up six-year-olds. <laughs> it's my hobby. <laughs> all right, number six. Number six is Letter from Santa Writer, www.com santaclaushouse.com slash santa letters they'll write a personalised letter from santa for your kid that's depressing yeah surely the parents can write it themselves yeah I feel like parents go too hard on like keeping up the santa myths and a lot of kids are going to be absolutely devastated when they find out that he doesn't exist just it just seems like a lot of effort yeah I remember when I found out that Santa wasn't real because I was trying to get to sleep one day and my parents had gotten me a Dick and Dom annual and when you opened it up, there was like a voice that shouted bogeys and I was trying to sleep and I could just hear bogeys from downstairs. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, and you put together that like Santa can't yeah. have dropped that off because your mum and dad yeah, were Yeah, because I got that for Christmas and I was like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. It's the weirdest way to find out I've ever had. I think I just came to the age where I was like, yeah, there's no way that this man could exist. I think most people do. Yeah. I don't think anyone explicitly told me. I don't really remember. I think it was just, they said it in RS one day. They were talking about traditions and that was it. 
Jesus, how old were you? Like fourteen? Yeah, it was it was last week. <laughs> Sorry for your loss, mate. <laughs> I, like I don't know. I think I always had an inkling, but I just could never be bothered to confirm it for myself and that just confirmed it wasn't like a disappointment. Yeah. Did anyone ever try and like catch Santa out? No. No. Just yeah. me then. Yeah. Like I'd sometimes leave little things in the hopes that like I'd hear him trip up on them and stuff. You just left like a huge bear trap in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Like I just leave like a marble on the floor. I don't know what I actually hope to achieve. Like, wh- imagine if you'd have found out Santa wasn't real because your mum had broken her arm slipping on a marble. <laughs> <laughs> My mum trips up on a marble and breaks her neck. Yeah. It's like that scene in Gremlins where they find out that Santa's not real because his dad dressed as Santa and like got stuck in the chimney. <laughs> uh, what a film. You're listening to Cold to the Touch. You went for the whisper. Yeah, that was a very like, like I don't know, that was a very sensual <laughs> voice, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to seduce some ladies. <laughs> That's what you got to do on radio. Draw him in yeah, with a central voice. Yeah. Um, well, well, do you want to carry on with your list? Yeah. So at number five, there is a personal biography writer. At lifestoriestoday.com, you can hire someone who will write a biography for you to leave a legacy with. Christ, imagine someone writing our biographies. It would just be the dullest thing ever. <laughs> Jesus. And to Zanzi's, got drunk, went yeah. home, complained about having post-alcohol depression and back cried, out again. Cried that my dad left when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. I will not be hiring someone to write my bio. No. Unless I do some really exciting shit, like, it's just not worth it. No. Yeah. I'd... No. What about number four? Number four is manservants. At manservants.com, you can hire attractive men that women hire to have them treat them like a queen while dressed in a tuxedo. Again, that's just a fetish thing, isn't it? Yeah, just... pretty much. Yeah, I'm saying that, and it's a bit off. Well, it's not off topic. There was a woman on the news that's quit her job as an optician. And she now earns three uh, six-figure salaries every month pretending to be a dog on video. <laughs> what? Like she didn't disclose how much she earned, but they confirmed that it was a six-figure thing she was getting every month. What? And she, she pretends t- to be a dog. Yeah, she'd send like videos of her playing fetch with a tennis ball and stuff. Oh, I think I've seen that video actually on Twitter. Yeah, it's it's it mad. Yeah, she does it on TikTok, doesn't she? Yeah, TikTok, and she sells the videos as well. And some guys hired her in London at the moment. It's been like a week more She sleeps in a dog bed and all sorts. What the fuck? Dedication. What would you do to make like that much money, though? Do you, would you do that sort of shit? Yeah, of course I would. Yeah, it's a you? lot of money. Yeah, it's not all that money. I think I'd be too self-conscious. Because she goes no. to like, parks and stuff. Yeah, that's a bit far. Like, Just pay everyone off to not judge you. Yeah, true, you probably could at that point. Yeah, and 
if you're in the house, like if no one's going to see you inside either, it's only going to be them and they're going to be playing with themselves anyway. Too busy to notice what you're doing. <laughs> Disgusting. Seconds. Again, taking it to a sick level, you sick fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Number three is professional, cu- professional cuddler. At cuddleuptome.com, you can hire someone to come and cuddle you. I thought you were going to say professional cunt then. <laughs> no, hey, there's plenty of them, to be fair. What yeah. if you get someone who smells? Send them back, I don't know. What if they get a hard on when they're cuddling you or something? There's just, there seems like a logistical nightmare. Yeah, but the professional, they're professionals, right? They're experienced yeah. cuddlers. They know what they're doing. They're going to smell great and they're not going to get a hard on. Mm. I'm not convinced. <laughs> um, the, number three? Number two. Number two is a chicken renter. At www.rentthechicken.com you can hire at chickens to people. They have locations all over the USA. So, if you live in America or Canada and you want to hire out a chicken, go ahead. What purpose would you ever need to hire a chicken for? I don't know. Maybe you're making a film. You want a chicken in it. Yeah, true. I feel like that's like just a prank website. People just Maybe. hire chickens for their mates. Yeah, but they must be earning enough money to like keep the domain open and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Half of these, I think, oh, they're a joke. And then at the same time, I'm like, well, they must make some money if they've still carried on, unless they were made last week. Like, yeah, when I was doing research, there was a lot of websites where I was like, that's a good idea like for this list. And I went to the website and they didn't exist anymore. Yeah, because they're terrible businesses. Yeah, just not making money. Maybe COVID killed them off. Maybe. Maybe. Alright, number one then. Number one is our own future business idea where you can hire Kai for a day to come round your house and just do regular Kai activities. (laughs) I don't even know what regular Kai activities are. What do I do? Just sit around being miserable and watching films? (laughs) Move around the house. Make everyone in the room depressed. Eat pot noodles. Watch films. To be fair, if I'm getting paid for it, why not? Yeah. yeah you'd be silly to turn this down. This is yeah, if anyone does want that service, I'm available. And I like you you'd get abducted on your first one or something. <laughs> yeah, like. probably, and get sold into like human trafficking. I got Liam Neeson's daughter from Taken. I don't think I could do any of these jobs, personally. Yeah, I, I don't know if I'm up for any of this. Apart from no. the Kai one. If I'm getting paid to just be myself, I'm there. <laughs> Nothing weird, though. I'm not doing anything weird. No, just regular Kai activities. Yeah, so nothing weird. That's all I do. It's just regular. Rest in peace, Morricone, probably the greatest film composer of all time. Yeah, he's up there. Yeah, I'd say. I'd say he's probably definitely one of the most prolific behind John Williams. Yeah, Yeah, easily. Scored over like 200 films, didn't he? Yeah, especially especially to break through to like a massive Western audience as well, being Italian. Yeah. That effect on Western cinema as well as his own. I mean, 
Italian movies are technically Western cinema, but I know what I mean. So, yeah, we know what you mean. We get you. Yeah, sadly, passed away. But that didn't stop us getting a sponsor this week. Nice little segue. Chris, you sponsored us. Yeah, so this one didn't come in through the FBI or anything this week. This was just a classic email we got. So, yeah, here is today's sponsor. Hello, go to the touch listeners. The first step is clear and is awaiting confirmation. So, apply to our messages today. Call your account to find out the balance of your Bitcoin account. The first step is clear and is awaiting confirmation. Every listener is entitled to over 16 million Bitcoin. Act now by going to www.bitlyjfdsldsiuf8453 for your chance to get this money. This is not scam. There we go. That's this week's sponsor. Not a scam. Not a scam, guys. No. Not a scam. This is your chance for 16 million Bitcoin. It's also worrying about how fitting that is after the Twitter hack yesterday. Yeah. Wait, what happened? Twitter got hacked and like Michelle Obama, Obama, Elon Musk all got like Bitcoin tweets coming from their accounts. Yeah, it was like they were tweeting out saying that if you send me this amount of Bitcoin, we'll send you the same amount but doubled. So people (laughs) did it and got scammed. That's amazing. Imagine actually thinking President Obama had tweeted that. <laughs> Obama, big on um, Bitcoin. Life. That's what that. does it mean? You don't know. 42. I'll grow up. How old are you, 12? Such <laughs> a dead meme. Is that the Hitchhiker's Guide to... Yeah. Terrible. What, what have we stooped to on this show? Exactly. I can hitchhikers go to the galaxy references now. Hit rock bottom. It's a good book. It's not. Have you read it? No. I've watched the film. Well, there you go. Yeah, the film's shit. Yeah. I can't really remember the film. I just remember that giant white robot thing. Yeah. Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. Is it Martin (laughs) Freeman? Yeah. No, Martin Freeman's the main guy. The robot was Alan Rickman. Uh, I a wish. paranoid android. More people appreciated than Rickman and Galaxy Quest. What a film. Never Galaxy, seen Galaxy Quest, Quest is a pretty great film. Yeah, it's phenomenal. That's that's less to the point. We were going to discuss Last of Us 2 because it's been what, a month since it's been out now. Yeah. It's long enough for everyone to have played it and we can do a spoiler yeah. chat about it. I mean, obviously, if you haven't, you're listening on Deezer. And Shout out Deezer. So, um, yeah, what did we all think? I loved it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was great. I, I don't play a lot of games, though, so I think I'm just like blown away because of like how technically good it is. It just looks like real life. Yeah, yeah it has graph- game really now. Graphically, it's probably one of, if not the best-looking games we've ever played. Yeah, it's definitely the best for me. Yeah, I think every time Naughty Dog release a game, I think that, like, when I played Last of Us 1, I thought that. When I played Uncharted 4, I thought that, and yeah. 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 It's, I, um, yeah. 
Go on, Callum. Sorry. That means cut oh, it's all right. Like, I tried because I like story games anyway. I know it sounds quite broad, but like story focused games, things like Detroit, Heavy Rain, Last of Us, Uncharted. And after playing that, I tried to start the Sunken City. I think it's just ruined games for me. Like, I yeah. just think whenever I play something, then nothing is ever going to quite reach that level. No. It's like for a video game, it like uses the medium it's in to really good effect. Like you couldn't make that as a film and have the same emotional response to it. It only works as a game. Yeah, they are trying to make a TV series out of it, and it's the Chernobyl creators. You said you weren't excited for it. I'm, I'm not not excited. I'm just worried because I don't think it will translate very well. Neil Druckmann, the writer of both games, is apparently going to have a very hands-on role making it. So hopefully, it's not. That's pretty bad. cool. I'm glad it's, they're doing it in a TV format instead of movie because I just think if they'd have done it in a movie, there's no way you couldn't capture. No, it's not enough time. So, so I'm a little bit. I am excited to see where they sort of run yeah. with it, and they can do things TV adaptions because The Witcher was good. I mean, you didn't watch it because you found it annoying, but yeah, I turned off after like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, for a lot of people, and if you stick with it, it was a really solid thing. Because they can explore more avenues in TV than they can film because they got a lot more time to play with. Yeah. What did um? What did you both think of like how the story plays out? Because it was quite unexpected for me. I know Chris, you saw a lot of the spoilers beforehand. Yeah, I pretty much had most of the game already spoiled for me. So going in, I kind of knew what to expect, and like from the get go, like reading those spoilers, I was like, I really do not like the direction this has taken. Mm. And I think on paper. It's understandable why a lot of people would have that opinion, but yeah, the actual execution of it is so good. And playing it, it makes a lot of sense that what would happen does happen. Yeah. Are we, yeah. Am I allowed to like get into spoilers? Are you both happy yeah. for me? Yeah, because yeah. Yeah, obviously like Joel, the main character you play as in the first game, gets killed within the first two hours. And not just killed either, like brutally murdered. So for the longest time, I just hated Abby. And I was like, I was fully on side with Ellie. I was like, we need to find her. We need to just kill, kill her and all <laughs> of her friends. But then obviously when the switch happens, I was still like, well, I don't like Abby, but I'm going to be open-minded and see where this goes. And it's like the, it was just a cool duality because obviously Abby has her revenge for Joel killing her dad. But it's not helped anything. She's still like haunted by the memory of it. And Ellie's not got to that point where she's actually got revenge yet, but she thinks it's going to help. And I ended up sympathising with Abby so much just because I realised like she's not a bad person. She's trying to be better after taking except part for in when she killing. Except for when she bangs her mate, who is the father of one of her other mates' unborn child. Yeah, that was quite fucked up. Like, yeah, you know, everyone makes mistakes, and they had a past history. And did anyone ever? Did you really get the feeling that Owen was into Mel, or do you think he just settled for Mel because it was easier than having to put up with Abby's shit? Yeah, I, I don't know because that. they don't explore yeah. enough of the dynamic, do they, behind Owen and Mel? Like, 
Mel was sort of played out as, as like true. Like she could do no wrong. Yeah. So, wonder if yeah, you might be right that because Abby was a bit of a lunatic. Yeah, she was so focused on killing Joel that she just didn't have enough time for Owen. Is what yeah. I got from it, anyways. But um, not too sure because. Owen did sort of reach out and say that like the space is always here, but obviously she turned it down. So yeah, like, he did try and create time for her, and she had the opportunity to sort of their revenge and come back. But obviously she didn't want that. No, I like that in the end. Obviously, you know when Lev Abby's little friend that she found runs away back to the island to like confront his mum. And um, Owen's like, oh, I'll come with you. And Abby's just straight up says, like, get your priorities straight. It just shows, yeah. like, character growth, you know. But, yeah, from a storytelling perspective, I thought the game was incredible. I've never seen a game execute a story that complicated that well and for me to get such an emotional response out of it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, completely agree. Obviously, um, there's, there's quite a lot of other controversies with it as well because you've got... Um, like a transsexual character in there. I know a bloke at work today wasn't very happy about that. Um, but did anyone think that was executed poorly? Or no. It wasn't really. I think they did it the right way because the more you draw attention to things like that, it just becomes too much. Like, yeah. Defeats the object of... Like, I don't know how to say it because I know in my head I'm thinking it's right. But, like, you know, like when they say, oh, we've not cast enough enough people of colour in our movie, so they deliberately cast them knowing that it's just going to please someone rather than it happening naturally, which is better and what people want. Yeah, Whereas I get that, yeah. All the different people f- fell into place, like having transgender characters, having ethnic characters, and none of it felt like it was put in just for the sake no. of drawing attention to it. Like, it no. all felt natural, which is good i think i think yeah. i've explained that like i wanted to no yeah I, I get you it was a totally natural thing to happen it doesn't feel forced or anything yeah and it helps the story as well because it a lot of the stories about how mankind is like rebuilding itself and obviously you've got this like pretty much world ending disease and people are still splitting off into societies and making weird religions and just being completely divided as opposed to together against this disease like people are still arguing over stupid shit like can a girl be a boy or can a boy be a girl sort of thing like who cares at that point yeah my favorite things about the game is probably how unrelent um just how brutal it is like yeah unrelenting like yeah that's it like you kill people and they're like you see hear like their friend like screaming their name yeah or like you kill the dog and then their owner starts crying and stuff it's yeah. just yeah. so so dark and brutal like i played doom and that's just like fast paced but it's brutal and bloody but i don't feel guilt whereas every time i find my gun in this i felt like i was gonna throw up a bit in my mouth yeah it's such good like world building isn't it because it's like it feels like a real world every character has a name and you feel the weight of the responsibility of actually killing someone as opposed to just mindless violence. Yeah. 
my favorite bits of the game were easily where they basically just let you off your leash and like let you explore and loot buildings and stuff yeah that was a lot like the first game was sort of like that but this game's so much bigger there's so much more to explore yeah so many buildings to explore something they did really well on uncharted 4 as well because there's like a huge like couple hour sequence where you're just left alone in the desert and there's nothing really going oh, on. Oh yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's like the downtown Seattle bit at the start of this game. Yeah, that's yeah. like probably one of my favorite bits in the game. Yeah, that was really fun. It's a good like tutorial sort of like place as well. I found I found out how to pretty much play the game in that segment. Oh, there we go. Um, moving on from that. We've got an album discussion to talk about. Yeah, I've got some probably going to be controversial opinions about this album, so I'll let I'll let someone else start. Well, first, you want to set us off? Okay. Um, I didn't like it. No, not going to lie, it's not my thing. I liked the ISIS crisis. Yeah, that was about it. I just couldn't really get into the album at all. No I'm sorry, Carter. Um, disappointed. Oh no, I, you sound so gutted. I'm so sorry. I get it. I, I, to be honest, I was a bit unsure how everyone was going to respond to it. It felt relevant, and especially, I mean, the album came out in what 2018. Mm. Uh, it just feels like a relevant album. I think deep down that he wants to just write poetry but probably can't because he knows he can't market it so he tries to turn it into songs with of some of it works some of it doesn't but i've obviously i've listened to it that much now that i think i've started to enjoy it and view it as something more than i yeah i I can totally understand why like people would love it but for me it, it didn't really work musically like it sounded very similar. Every song sounded very similar. Yeah, that was literally the exact same thing. I thought, like, I thought lyrically, I liked yeah. quite a lot of what he was saying, but the lyrics nearly every really song cool. sounded the exact same. And yeah. by the time it ended, I was just so bored of listening to it. Yeah, the Isis Crisis is a great song, though, because that was like, yeah. that was the one song that seemed to change it up a little bit. It was like musically, it sounded different to everything else on the album. I'm a fan. I think, again, it's because I've listened to it so much and I've listened to his other albums. I think that when I listen to him, I don't listen to the whole album. Like, I've got his entire playlist on shuffle. I get like a mix right. of the rest of his album. So it sort of breaks up the monotony of listening to the same thing. Yeah. Might be one of them things that if I listen to it all the way through, then I probably would notice the similarities. I think, yeah, lyrically, he's definitely up there with sort of some of the best ideas he has got yeah. a poetry as well that he's done um which has got some banging lyrics in it as well um but it it's still i think it still holds as a relevant album whether you like it or not like the lyrics are definitely always yeah, yeah definitely i think the lyrics are great i loved a lot of the lyrics to be fair i was looking through um like genius.com and just like reading along with the lyrics as the album was going on and some of it's really like it reminded me of I don't know if anyone's ever listened to John Cooper Clark, the poet. Yeah. Yeah, it reminded me a lot of that sort of thing. Just like blunt political like lyricism. Yeah, listening to it, I was reminded a lot of um 
some of like some of the bigger like folk punk musicians like Billy Bragg or even like more recently yeah. Frank Turner. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a lot Get of that a big sound. Billy Bragg vibe. I think I'm pretty sure I've seen him do interviews before where he said that Billy Bragg was one of his main influences in his music. Yeah, I can yeah, definitely that, see that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I didn't think the album was necessarily like bad or anything. It's just not really my thing. I didn't really yeah. enjoy it that much. Not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. feel like pretty much the same as Chris, to be fair. It's just not my cup of tea. Never mind. Well, it's not really a competition to you. can find the best recommendation. No, no, to be fair. No. But it's nice to know that people have listened to something different. Like, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's interesting to actually like put myself out of my comfort zone a bit and listen to things yeah. that I wouldn't listen to like on an everyday basis. Yeah. Oh, there we go. What would we all rate it? I'll give it three and a half. Culture touches out of five. Um, I'd probably go two and a half. Like I didn't think it was too bad. It's just not really my thing. Yeah, I'll probably say two and a half as well. There we go. Now we've got a film discussion. So the film I recommended was Life is Beautiful. Uh, to be honest, I used the word life for the theme really loosely to include this because it probably could have gone under war <laughs> or anything else. But um, Carl, you didn't get time to watch it, but you're excited to watch it. And Chris, you watched yeah. it. Yeah, I did. And what did you think? I loved it. It's probably the best film anyone's recommended on the show yet, in my opinion. Um, Always learn. Yeah, going in, I didn't know anything about it, except for the fact it was a Holocaust film, so I expected like the most depressing film ever made. But it wasn't like that at all. I had a very almost beautiful experience watching it. I was in tears by the end, because... I just thought it was incredibly wholesome, yet very dark at the same time. Yeah, but. so I, I won't spoil the plot too much because Kai's got to watch it. Um, but it's based around a friend's son during the Holocaust. Um, have been sent to a camp, and the dad doesn't want his son to be traumatized by the experience. So basically tries to convince him that the whole thing's a big massive game and the prize is that he gets to go in a tank at the end. Um, that's probably as much as I can go into it without spoiling it. Um, it was nominated for an Oscar. And um, yeah, it's phenomenal. There's just literally, you can't can't fault any of any of it at all. I mean, yeah, all, all the reviews on um, Letterboxd are very much either on the side that they think it's incredible or they think it's really shit because it's just roberto benini like trying to make the holocaust look fun and trying to make it into a joke yeah but which in my short letterbox review i put anyone who thinks that clearly completely missed the point of the film and didn't understand it exactly it's yeah i don't even know how people can think that while watching it to be honest no. um everything about it i don't know i don't want to say too much but i just want people to go and sort of watch it um yeah kind a lot of the point of it is literally the film is basically about the fact life is beautiful as corny as that may sound yeah and i think using something yeah i think using something as like horrific and dark as the holocaust to prove that point works incredibly well yeah are you excited to watch it? Yeah, to be fair, from what you guys have said, it sounds 
like a really interesting take on like I don't want to say Holocaust film because I don't think that's a genre of film, but there's quite a few out there now. So yeah, it sounds like a very different take on it. I think it's one of Holocaust film that doesn't rely on shock to sort of convey its message on how horrendous a thing. By no means it doesn't glorify the Holocaust. No. Uh, it, definitely, it definitely does show some of the really horrific things that happens, but that's like such a small part of it because that's not really what the film's about. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't need to show something so shocking that you sort of on to thinking about it like you just like it just provokes so many emotions it's it's madness i don't know how to explain it roberto benini who um wrote directed and starred in it won an oscar for best acting for the film and he is incredible in it yeah oh really he won like best actor at the oscars yeah 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 oh that's impressive is it a foreign film yeah Yeah, Italian. italian Yeah, that hardly ever happens. That's really impressive. Yeah. And went, then he it was, pretty much went on to do nothing but garbage afterwards. Oh. The film he directed afterwards was a, was a live-action Pinocchio film where he starred as Pinocchio. Jesus. Bit of a departure. They, I'm trying to think what it was beaten out against during the Oscars and it just shouldn't have been. Shakespeare in Love. That was it, yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. Film directed by someone. Yeah. That was the film that won Best Picture that year. Fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. Directed directed by someone who was born and raised in Portsmouth. Fuck off again. (laughs) Who? Whoever was director of that. Oh. That's pretty fucking cool. Also directed the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Yeah. I was trying to think of the name of that film, but I couldn't remember it. It's sequel. That's so random. What's his name? Um, John Madden. John Philip Madden. Oh. John Madden. It's shout out. Random. Shouldn't have no. won Best Picture, though. No. no. Not to Shakespeare in Love. They should have lost it, especially because of... <laughs> is it Scarlett Johansson is in that? Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Uh, who else is it? What's the film I'm thinking of that's... I don't know. Shakespeare in Love's awful, though. That's yeah, I one, one of my mum's favourite films. I watched a period film with Scarlett Johansson in. I'm trying to think what it was, and oh, she's just awful. Yeah, I, I know what you're on about. Um, yeah, so that year, the films that were up for nomination was Shakespeare in Love, Elizabeth starring Kate Blanchett, Life is Beautiful, Saving Private Ryan, and The Thin Red Line, directed by Terence Malick. Pretty good crop of films, to be fair. Saving Private Ryan, Thin Red Line, and Life is yeah. Beautiful. So, literally not all period films. Yeah. Three of which were set in World War Two. Yeah. I read a thing about the Thin Red Line today that was the original cut of it was over five hours long. They had <laughs> to edit it down. Yeah, that's Terrence Malick for you. All his films are super long, <laughs> and then he has to cut them down. Like, um, me and Kai saw a Hidden Life earlier in the year. And that film's two and a half hours long, but apparently the original cut was almost six hours and he had to cut it down. Jesus. It was long enough. Yeah, I know. It was really slow. The Thin Red Line was 
Adrian Brody thought he was the main character going in and after the premiere was gutted because he found out he wasn't. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so, Chris, do you want to give it a rating before you go into your letterbox review? Yeah, five cold to the touches out of five by far. I really, really loved this film. I am definitely going to watch it again. Yeah, I give it five cold to the touches out of five as well. I give it an excited cold to the touches out of five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do you want to go through some letterbox reviews? Yeah, so every week we look at the film recommendation and we go on the app and website Letterboxd to find a bunch of reviews that are either funny or incredibly factually incorrect. Um, this week I have got nine that I found. The first is by someone called Siegel, who gave it four and a half stars and just put, fuck the MCU. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. The next person's called Jared, gave it four and a half stars again and put, the title is clickbait, life sucks. (laughs) Next is someone called Josephine bracket docma bracket gave it half a star and said cinema was a mistake Jesus that's scathing that's <laughs> next is from Jay Castro Novo gave it half a star again put very bad movie almost as bad as the 2015 movie dope for different reasons I like dope such a random film to compare yeah, they're not even similar in the slightest Jesus if you're called Jay though what do you expect it's such a fuckboy name yeah uh, um, well, the next one next one's from Andy Flower and I don't know why but I just found this one really funny it's two and a half stars their review is literally just Amazon Prime with the tag Amazon Prime <laughs> <laughs> brilliant next is from Jeff Winters gave it two and a half stars and put I like the ending speak English next time who reviewed that Tommy Robinson <laughs> next oh. is from Men on Film gave it three stars put I've heard of camp comedy but this is just ridiculous Oh no, that's, Jesus that's Christ. Line. That's just too much. It's not even on. Oh dear. Next from Etienne Filion Suave gave it three stars and put maybe one of the only instances where gaslighting someone is not such a bad idea. Oh no. Uh, so it's just Holocaust jokes now, Chris. It's tasteful. No, means gaslighting is in like lying to someone to like uh, make them think I something know, differently. Okay. Like the Alex Cameron song. Yeah, exactly, like the Alex Cameron song. The last one is from Brian Strang, gave it three stars and put if only Guido wasn't a hat stealing, kidnapping sexual assaulter before being the best father. <laughs> oh dear. Right. <laughs> Just, just too much, really. Jesus. <laughs> happy, happy days. Um, one of the traditions on Culture Touch as we come to an end. 
is that we read out some fan mail and Kai, you've got some fan mail for us. Yeah, once again, it's it's I don't know. I just feel like our listeners are kind of just weird guys. Um so again, here we go. No name on this one actually. It's an an, an anonymous one. The best kind. Um yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. But he says, My life is going nowhere. I live in a pit of despair and misery. My dad left first, then my mum, and now my girlfriend. I really thought she was the one. She accepted me for me. My mum and dad could never do that because of my interests, but she didn't care. At least that's what I thought until that fateful Tuesday night when I showed her my collection of My Little Pony action figures and the My Little Pony tattoo on my ass. I thought she would be excited by them like I am. Well, with her gone, my life is nothing. It means nothing, and I contribute nothing to society. I've even been kicked out of the brony subreddit for, subreddit for talking about my woes too often. Well, fuck them. I'll show them. I'll show them all. As Rainbow Dash would say, let's fuck them all. At least she says that in the porn I watch anyways. Cheers for listening to my problems as usual. You're the best therapist I've ever had, and I've had a few. Oh. <laughs> Maybe that wasn't meant for us. <laughs> or maybe it was. Maybe, we, are maybe... like an, we are like an advice column. I guess so, yeah. We're Except we don't arts. actually give advice, we just read what people say. Yeah, we just like dox them and probably lead them to shooting up a school. Expose <laughs> their secret woes. Yeah. Um, but my life was slightly ruined this past Saturday. Um, obviously, as everyone knows, barbers <laughs> have been closed during the lockdown. Um, barbers opened up a couple of weeks ago now, and I went Saturday to get my hair cut. And I went in and I said, could I have a grade two on the sides and the back, please, which is my usual. And I said, I'll keep it quite long on top, but not as long as this. I have a picture if you need it for reference. She said, that would be great. So I showed her the picture, and the barber went, oh, short all over then. I said, no, I like it quite long on top. Look at the picture. The picture is how I have my hair. She took it upon herself to fucking scalp me <laughs> to the point where I may as well have just shaved it all off in lockdown. Um, I look like I'm a member of the BNP or the EDL. <laughs> Um, I look like Tommy Robinson's uh, 18-year-old son. My forehead looks massive. It doesn't help that I've got a giant spot on my forehead at the moment. Um, but yeah, I just... I, I th I'm willing to bet that I have the, the consistently the worst haircuts in England, and I'm, I will take anyone up on that. No, um, I don't think it's that bad. I keep saying this, but you just don't listen. Mate, I'd, oh, it's shit. It's not how I have it at all. I can't do anything with it because it's too short to do anything with. I just look like an idiot. I'm You've fuming. had it worse. At least you don't look like beans from Lizzie McGuire this time. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> the worst part about this one was is that they charged me 15 quid for the haircut because apparently it's a restyle. I never asked for a restyle. I just wanted my fucking haircut normally. And because I'm too awkward and there was a lot of hair for them to cut, I ended up giving them a £5 tip anyways. So it was a 20 quid <laughs> haircut for something I didn't even fucking ask for. 
Yeah, I was fuming. I really want to just go and put a brick through their window. But that's, that's well, my experience. I'd recommend against that, but... Yeah. Not worth it, is it? We go, yeah. And Grasta. But yeah, that was my um, experience, but just my little piece I wanted to say. On with the show. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Do you want to lead us out? Yeah, so um, every week, as we've done already in this show, we do a recommendation where someone recommends a film and an album. It is my pick this week, or next week, and the theme is religion, because we teased in one of the first episodes that for episode 10 we were going to talk about religion for some reason. So, um, there was plenty of films I could have picked, but I thought I'd go for something that I knew that both of you probably have not seen. It's a sequel to my favourite film of all time. I'm going to pick The Exorcist no. 3. No. Oh, oh okay, good. Are. I thought you were going to say The Exorcist 2. No, why would I pick The, pick the Exorcist 2? <laughs> I was like, that film is dreadful. Please don't make yeah. me watch it again. The Exorcist 2 is probably the worst film I've ever watched. Yeah. But The Exorcist 3 is really good and underrated. Yeah. Okay, this has been on my watch list for a while, yeah. so I'm excited. It's written and directed by William Peter Blatty, who wrote the original Exorcist book and screenplay. He also made, have you seen the film The Ninth Configuration? Yeah, that film's really good as well. See, I really hated that film, so... <laughs> I liked it a lot. It seemed to turn into a B-movie when the guy was getting beaten up in a like an alpha male biker bar and they all looked like members yeah. of Kiss. Yeah, this <laughs> film gets a little bit cheesy towards the end because he basically made a film and the studio were like, there's no, ex- there's no exorcism in this film, go back and make it. So oh, it gets right. a little bit cheesy towards the end, but yeah, I still really like it. So that's my film recommendation. Nice. Hasn't it got like the most famous jump scare of all time in it as well? Yeah. It's a pretty yeah. good one to be fair. Decent. And album wise, it took me a long time to pick something because I thought of going for like some weird Christian rock album. <laughs> but I thought instead of that, I'll pick Grace by Jeff Buckley because it's one of my favourite albums of all time, and I know you said the other day you've not listened to it, Kai. Yeah, no, I've never heard it. Yeah, so there we go. The Exorcist Free and Grace by Jeff Buckley are our recommendations next week. Exciting. I'll probably watch Life is Beautiful as well in the coming week, because I'm feeling a bit better mentally, so I'll let you guys know what I think about it. Yeah, as Holocaust films go, it's one of the more upbeat as i said earlier yeah i just want to apologize again for not actually watching it and not being a professional this week i'm sure our diva fans will forgive you yeah yeah you'll just have to do better next week exactly come back twice as hard and twice as fast (laughs) so you're going to talk about both films like twice the speed simultaneously I'll do them both at the same time one out of the left corner of my mouth and one out of the right corner of my mouth (laughs) (laughs) alright then Chris play us out